Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! theme song which seems appropriate for this episode of the Star Wars Rebels After Show here on AfterBuzz TV covering season 2 episode 13 slash 15 depending on how you're counting the episodes The Call uh, and it's very appropriate because uh, if any of you are familiar with the plot of Free Willy it's about the bond between an orphan boy and a whale and, <laughs> and the adventures and the, the, and the adventures that they have and the fabulous Michael Jackson music the terribly scripted adventures yes exactly. the movie Yes, and and about other people not understanding those whales in the way the orphan does, which is very much uh, what the so much plot. so that he's a better trainer than the trained professional. Yep. Don't yep. ever release a trained whale into the wild; they don't know how to survive. Yeah, yeah. Free Willy, Just don't. don't, do don't. So Free Willy, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, the moral of the story in Free Willy: don't do that. It's not. I will say that I was. So Lightly disappointed that this episode did not end with Ezra standing on that platform with his hand up in the air as the whale soared overhead. I'm slightly disappointed I'm totally, in your show. Totally we agree. definitely had the moment where he was suffocating and the whale saved him, though. Like, yeah, that, that was a thing. Yep, that was a beat. Yep, I mean, yeah, we'll Although, get into we'll get into the similarities. Jesse didn't see the universe. <laughs> we'll get into the more no. specific similarities between uh, this episode of Star Wars Rebels and Free Willy in uh, just a moment, but. Uh, again, guys, welcome to the Star Wars Rebels After Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, remember that you should go over to iTunes and you should subscribe to the podcast over there and leave us reviews, because if you leave us reviews, it looks really good. It makes our podcast look cool, and then we can get more cool guests on. Uh, and then we read them. And then we read them. We read the reviews on the air, which I'm going to do tonight, because we have a really nice new review. Uh, and uh, if you are listening on iTunes, remember, you can always watch on YouTube as well. And on Wednesday nights, you can join us in the live chat, which uh, we've got up here. So thanks to those of you who are in the chat. And remember, you can also tweet at us using that hashtag ABTVRebels to talk to us throughout the episode, throughout the week. We love hearing from you guys. I am your host, Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife. And I am joined by the lovely Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can find me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And the equally lovely Katie Cullen. <laughs> Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kia. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. And you really buried the lead on that one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was, you know, I was going to say, Katie, this, I like the accessory on your forehead tonight. It's like, it's <laughs> for a, those of you listening on iTunes, God knows how many weeks later, it's Ash Wednesday today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I like, was just going to let it ride. It's like, I don't okay. know. It's like, it's like on the way to Sith Lord, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of what I was going I for know. when I got it this morning. I know, but there's just something, there's just something about like dark makeup or, or markings on the face. <laughs> that, that are that's reminiscent of uh, the Sith. Uh, don't you did the right thing? I'm a terrible Catholic. I skipped completely. So you did the right thing. Yeah. No. No. I wanted to bring it up though because I I don't know what was going on in the chat prior to us hopping online. Uh, but basically, uh, Mr. Goku Junior. Twelve in the chat had said something about Am I the only person that thinks it would be hilarious to see like a, a miniature child Sith Lord? They said something about a four foot tall pubescent <laughs> Sith Lord and someone else replied, why? We already have Kylo Ren. Oh! <laughs> yeah, well Bless done. you. Well done, but don't Favorite. Oh my god, you're a lovely human being. Although that would be really awesome to have like a child prodigy that yeah. is just 100% on the dark I side. I know. Because that, like, that would be really sweet. Did you mean Anakin? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no, because no, he wasn't. He didn't I, start I'm off joking. that yeah, way. Shut I'm up. Joking. Yeah, no, but so, like a like a youngling who just was evil from the get go. Well, Love that. Because we 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 get to see so many different types of Sith lords, but most of them are either like the old master or like someone who's like really in their prime. We don't get to see somebody really young who would just be like 100% evil like an evil little kid vampire that'd be super sweet I don't know yeah well, younger kids are a lot easier to indoctrinate and I don't think the Sith are in the habit of raising children I don't think they've really got the patience for that mm-hmm. so they're probably just like you've been trained in the basic ways of the force eeny meeny miny that one yeah <laughs> yeah well and it just sort of while we were on the, the topic of kind of the, the dark side which is not really part of this episode at all but just something I wanted to address because you know, one of the things going into this season that, you know, we're seeing and that we've seen, we've seen kind of sprinkled throughout Star Wars Rebels, like Ezra's slight pull to the dark side. Yes. And, and basically, um, uh, the Xehanorto in, uh, the chat was saying, um, with Ezra's deeper connection to the Force, because, you know, basically he is, he's continuing to grow stronger throughout. And, and I mean, we assume his connection with the Pergil in this episode was Force related and not just space whales. <laughs> not just <laughs> magic. Whales. Yeah. And not just um, 90s kid protest. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Are we sure that it wasn't, though? Because this was extremely 90s from the Bickering parents. To, I know. To, the, to, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> just play it again. Play it again. Play it free Willy again. We've got it on the screen up there, and we're all just extremely happy to, right now. To be fair, uh, we actually don't know. It probably is just nineties kids' powers, but assuming it's the Force, Xehanorto uh, uh, was wondering: uh, Will we see a stronger temptation for him to go to the dark side since you know, as he becomes more indoctrinated in the Force himself? I think that entirely depends on his relationship with the rest of his team slash family. Mm-hmm. I think that as long as they stay together, that You're, his his pull to the dark side would it's not gonna be as tempting. I totally agree with you, Megan. I had not really thought of that before. But so much I think of Ezra's journey is really routed in him. It's found family. Yeah, exactly. And and him and and the idea of keeping the found family together. Yeah. 
I could, I could definitely see if the family falls apart or if, you know... Is forcibly separated. Or I, I read One Piece for a <laughs> long time. We spent two years with Everybody, the crew yeah, separated. Two years apart. Yeah. Or I can see that somebody, going poorly. Or if somebody dies or if he gets separated from them and has to like live on his own for a while. Yeah. Then I could by the Sith. I that think, could happen. I was going to say, and I think that it's more... It would be more likely for him to go dark if the rebel like crew let him down in some way. Yeah. Or you know if what he I mean? They did. Yeah. Well, and we we know from his uh his Jedi mind journey from season 1 that his biggest fear is that he doesn't really belong with them. And I don't know if that's still carried over through this season yeah. because they they do fit so well together. They are very much a family. But for a while there he was really afraid that like even if they didn't necessarily hate him or dislike right. him. They were just kind of, yeah, he's just here. Yeah. And we don't we don't really need him per se, but he's useful. He's mm-hmm. hanging Except around. Except for when he's not. Yeah. He's, he's, he's hanging around. He takes up a bunk. You know. <laughs> he's present. Like he's, like, he's like the stray cat that you, you feed, but mm-hmm. you're not really your cat. And you're not really heartbroken when they don't come back. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. But um, what I find okay. interesting is, and again, it's to emphasize his, you know, growth with the Force and his connection to other things mm-hmm. via the Force. But he seems to have a very interesting connection that other Jedi don't really have or don't take to as quickly. Mm-hmm. He has a connection to animals, and if he does go to the dark side, is there any chance he could become, like, an evil beast master? That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> I was, like, imagining an army of Pergil just, like, attacking. And, like, Sith Lord. <laughs> Sith Lord Ezra. Well, everyone in the in the chat right now is talking about the, the Loath Cats, <laughs> and... Um, uh, and uh, Hassan Yosaf referred to Ezra as uh, Ezra Lothcat Whisperer, and uh, Renjin ninety nine nine eight says Ezra is Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> See, I'm loving Mr. Goku Junior saying Anakin needed a Zeb in his life. <laughs> oh, he no, did. he had a Jar Jar. Oh, oh. downgrade. Uh, Whatever. Or he had an Obi Wan. He has no. That's no, true. No, he did have an Obi Wan. You know what? To me, the fact that. Anakin went to the dark side with Obi-Wan as his like he mentor. Was doomed from he was the get-go, he must wasn't have been he? doomed from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like, you know, the whole nature versus nurture argument. In this case, like nature took the reins. <laughs> well, I, I think that Obi-Wan needed to be more of a master and instead was kind of acting like parents who want to be friends yeah. with their kids. Yeah. So, well, okay. Well, and he, I mean, compare that to Obi-Wan's relationship with Qui-Gon for what we saw right, of it. Right, right. It was very, very different. And even, and even, I think, to some extent in this series, looking at, like, Hera's relationship with Ezra, where, it, and everyone on the ghost, to some extent, that she is very much kind mom. of mom. Yeah, and and Kanan, to an extent, yeah. is dad, but dad is the parent that's not necessarily going to be the first one to lay down the yeah, law. The thing, yeah, the dad is the one where it's, go ask your mom. Yeah, the thing that's interesting to me about Kanan is I feel like Kanan isn't trying to be, like, Bro, you know, you know yeah. what I mean by that. He's, he's not the parent. He's not trying to be like um, Amy Pollard in Mean Girls. In mean Girls, exactly. Yeah, I'm girl. a cool mom. Yeah. yeah, but he's not the like responsible, nurturing, strong father figure. I mean, because you want to talk about like male characters, 
Kanan is super not macho. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no. he's a he's a very sort of like No, Zeb is the macho. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kanan's much more sensitive in some ways than Zeb is. I mean, it's not like he's going around like spouting off his well, feelings and crying or and, anything. And but. even even in this episode, it was kind of weird to see, but it, to your point, um he was the one going like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't shoot the living things that are hanging around yeah. our ship." Like as our first resort, but it was kind of like and until we go and fall on Moby Dick on yeah, this. Yeah, until, right. until we find well, yes. out why she disliked them so That's much. That's what it I was going to say. So weird. I know it's like hitting a moose on the freeway. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if anyone's ever seen a moose in real life. They're like twelve feet tall, prehistoric mammals. If you hit a moose, the moose is going to be fine, and your car is going to be totaled at best. Yeah, so I would I not recommend en- trying that. If enough of your friends get killed by hitting moose on the freeway, you're going to really start to hate moose. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of like, that. that's like the problem we have with, like, deer in Connecticut, where I grew up. It's like, they're they're everywhere, and it's and I felt like Hera had kind of the same attitude. This is going to sound horrible. Uh, she had sort of the same attitude that we had towards deer because we had a crazy overpopulation problem and it was the same thing where it's like they would come eat all of the fruit off your fruit trees and like totally mess up your plants if you had a garden which my family didn't because we were really good at killing plants Uh, (laughs) but was there no hunting season there was, I mean, there was, but this is Connecticut. Like, it's, uh, point. it's pretty, it's it's less urban than you think, but, like, most of the people who live in Connecticut, at least in the area that I was from, are, like, people who are New Yorkers that want to live in a house. Uh. Um, so, I mean, like, but the attitude very much was, they're really kind of a nuisance, so if... They didn't do so much damage to your car when you hit them. Everyone was like, you should just hit them. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, if you're lucky, you can survive a hit with a deer. Yeah, but moose, a moose not going to happen. No, no, no. That is just, no, they're yeah. prehistoric behemoths. Yeah, no, a, a moose is a, is definitely a completely different story. But yeah, I mean that and that their was, eyes don't reflect in the dark. That's scary. you can't see oh, them geez. on the freeway. Oh, geez. just at least they're just from nowhere. Just soulless voids. That's yeah, what they don't reflect me. light in the dark. They're just huh. moose are scary, scary creatures, guys. Don't mess with moose. Yeah, That's yeah. Awful. I mean, and and you know, just to kind of. Jump into the uh, the chat roll here again. Uh, the Zaynorto was saying. I mean, <laughs> we saw one of the space whales demolish a Tie Fighter, which I just think is kind of parallel to that whole like, yeah. if you hit just like, a moose oh, or a deer man. with your car, like it's it's going to do some damage. But I felt like Hera very much had that attitude of like, oh, they're such a nuisance. So yeah. if you hit one of these space whales, which they're not, that's not what they're called. <laughs> that's what we're calling them. the Pergo. You hit yeah. one of these space, whales, space whales. How do you go about like filing for insurance? I don't know. Like, these rebels, they are probably not insured. <laughs> no. But I feel like most people can just write Pergil on the insurance form and everyone at the office kind of goes oh god, like, is another 2482, just file it. Just like the Empire Insurance Agency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One third of them are voiced by Steve Bloom. <laughs> Anyway. According to that algorithm. <laughs> Is it sad that I really want, like, 
Like, we have the Interns of Field that Screen Junkie is doing that talks about, like, the interns in the secret agency that have to do all the cleanup and whatnot. Is it sad that I want that for the Empire? Like, I want little shorts about the office work College side humor. of the Empire. College Humor did, uh, like, a couple years ago, they did a couple, like, skits of, like off-brand stormtroopers, that sort of thing, and they're pretty funny. Like, um, one one was about like a stormtrooper having to go across the Death Star to get coffee for Darth Vader, <laughs> even though it's a three-day trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty funny skit. I highly recommend That's awesome. it. Yeah. So this, to me, and, and, I, and some of this I'm getting from uh, the hashtag on Twitter, actually, was... A very fun filler episode. You know, it didn't, yeah. I don't feel like it really progressed the plot very much. It was kind of an episode about like Ezra deepening his connection with the Force, I guess. But yeah, um, at, uh, Seronian84, uh, on Twitter called it a, a great filler episode. And I feel like that's very much what this was. It was free willy. Well, I mean, <laughs> the dialogue it was a little lit- weird. It literally the pacing was a little <laughs> weird. not have been given this knowledge. This is amazing. I, I have that so power. Happy. Uh, Wait, so if you say Free Willy three times, is it like Candyman? He'll just appear. Oh. <laughs> if he does. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be over here to Orgo, the side. are pretty big. So yeah, we don't have enough room in the studio. Yeah, we might not want to test that theory. I don't think they'd be happy if we broke everything oh. with a whale. Also, killer whales can come pretty far on the beach to get prey and then wiggle themselves back out. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't beach very they're easily. Majestic, they're majestic, but they creatures. can be mean. Yeah, it is. They are terrifying well, angry that's, creatures. I mean, that's like what the Pergil were. I mean, the, to be fair, first of all, they were kind of space whale squids. Yeah, they were, they <laughs> they were sperm whales. Yeah, they, they were really sperm whales. Yeah, they, that's... Kind of what they tell me. Yeah. No, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because no. you're totally right. No, <laughs> um, but no, like because uh, we we do get the very because uh, and there are lots of stories of like dolphins and things like that, like saving people who Absolutely. are drowning. Yeah. Um, and so we get that moment and we hit that emotional beat. Um, but then we also get the moment where they literally chomp on that guy mm-hmm. and then drag him down to suffocate as a wild animal would do yeah. to its prey. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, space whales. Oh, this no, is cute. I, I, I think this is going to sound very bizarre, but I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about this episode was I felt it was a very accurate portrayal of, of space whales. Of space whales. <laughs> in their natural In my personal experience. Beware the beast below, I guess. <laughs> In my personal experience with space whales, this is exactly how they behave. Uh, no, but but again, I mean, it's kind of going back to like Hera having that added. I mean, I would have liked it if Hera had more of a backstory with why she didn't like, like if them. she had been on a ship that had run right. into run when she was learning how to be a pilot or something. Right, exactly. Per- I mean, I guess get, having enough friends who I get mean, into accidents I mean, and die, yes. that's good a enough. A space whale killed my parents. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, I was like, did space whales kill her family? Why is she so mean right, right now? some previews we've seen uh, uh, of Not upcoming all episodes. Family, Not all of her family's <laughs> dead. <laughs> but, Although we keep getting the same generic preview. I know. It's driving me crazy. I know, yeah. I mean, they apparently they do show... 
like actual promos for the episodes later, but they don't air it right after the episode no, anymore we have to as wait they were for before. press releases. Yeah, yeah seriously. That makes predictions difficult. It does. It does. Um for the next episode directly, yeah. But uh yeah, no, this um for me, it was it was a good filler episode, but maybe it's just because I'm not a kid anymore, but the, the kid connecting to the wild animal, it doesn't connect with me anymore, uh, just because I'm not that demographic I, anymore. Well, the children who are watching this never saw Free Willy. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm so not gonna like, harp on this it. This is new! And we're like, oh, child bonding with a whale. Cute haven't Michael seen Jackson. that before. <laughs> but, but what a wholly original concept. But I will say that uh, an episode like this and the one we got last episode um, or last week uh, it's kind of as much as like I would love to like get back to the plot and get back to the dark and gritty and the yeah. Inquisitors and all that stuff this is gonna look like I'll look back on this as like a welcome reprieve oh yeah because the second stuff starts getting real again it's gonna start getting real real and I don't know if I'm ready for real, that real real I have to say that Mr. Goku Jr. is just on fire today <laughs> she used to be an adventurer then she took a space whale to the friends <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear referential humor oh no but yeah, but a goodie. I'm seeing this 26 episode season structured like a lot of the plotted anime that I watch where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we have really plot heavy at the beginning for premise and we've got a little bit of reprieve, but still building, still yeah. building. Crazy stuff in the middle. Yeah. And then you have like five or six episodes where nothing happens and right. it's just fun, cute character stuff, whatever. And then for the last six or so episodes, you're in hell. So yeah. I'm waiting no. for episode 20 to roll around and throw us straight into hell. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree with you. I, it is it is very uh, reminiscent, I think, of like an anime structure because, as you say, it's like a lot of the episodes progress the plot, and then you get these sort of filler episodes <laughs> sprinkled in where you take a break from the action. And I think that sprinkling an episode like this in every once in a while is actually really good. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but it's Not, when you start getting three, four, five of them in a row that you're, you're like, like, oh, okay, yeah, we are officially in the yeah. now. Yeah. It's going to be hardcore yep. from here to the end. Or it's like Dragon Ball Z and it's like <laughs> one spirit bomb for 25 episodes. And you're just like, It will really? never be We're that still... bad again. We have learned. <laughs> I say that. And then there are some series that are still going on. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> um, speaking of anime, I, I do want to say it's just that love of like space westerns. Yeah. Yes. I really liked where this episode episode started off where they're like having to reduce all like all of their power usage in the ship. Yeah. Just and like the whole objective is to obtain more fuel from the Empire. Yeah, it was I feel like, you know, there were episodes of Firefly that were like this. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And and I absolutely just love the the space westerns where like they're just scraping by for their next meal. They're like, okay, we gotta get a job so that we can eat tomorrow and like stuff like this where you have to be resourceful to get like to where you're going next. So you really want another season of Firefly is what I I'm hearing. Or Outlast Star. Or yeah. Oh my god, Outlast Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think yes. of Outlast Star. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. And I think that, I feel like it's because of that space opera, space western kind of love that I have, which, which to be fair, Star Wars itself 
especially, you know, like A New Hope and a lot of the yeah, stuff in the Cowboys original trilogy, plenty, yeah. very, very much follows that kind of idea of the space western. Obviously not as literally as, say, Firefly did, where, you know, most of the inhabited planets that they visited were decidedly western. Old West. Oh, yeah. But um, I think that's part of the reason why, like, I connected with Rebels right away because the thing is it's like I really like Clone Wars now but I feel like it took me a while to get into it and even still like I look at some of them like the Silmarillion you know where it's like like, "Mm." like, this is history this is important I get it but like this isn't as much fun as like watching Ezra try to tame a loaf cat (laughs) (laughs) nothing is as much fun as that little bit of schadenfreude where it feels like you're doing your homework where it's like this is important and I know it's good for me Mm -hmm. or whatever but watching him summon loaf cat prime from the depths yeah exactly yep Yep. All right. okay on board Um, we are in it to win it yeah yeah, which isn't to say there aren't, like, littles. And I love the serial sort of format of Clone Wars. And there are, like, serials within it that are, you know, very action-oriented, like, really great stories, like the end of Ahsoka storyline and things like that. But there are definitely segments where you're like, this is a thing that happened in the Clone Wars. Got it. I wish <laughs> something would happen. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Are, are there Cliff's Notes? No, yeah, exactly. that Wikipedia. <laughs> yep, yep, totally. Um, uh, but, th- th- and that's one of the things I really like about Rebels, and this episode very much harkened back to that sort of style that we saw in season one of, oh, we have this Rebel crew that's like getting by by the skin of their teeth out on the outskirts of the universe. And we have enough fuel for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and we blew up their means to make more, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, just side note as a complete segue. Loved the uh, design work on uh, Kanan's new Yes! <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was great. The problem is he uses that as part of his Stormtrooper armor. Yeah, to he, does. he does. He does. No. So, uh, we, have have to do that anymore. we have to whitewash that sucker if he wants to use it for stealth. Here's my thing, though. Yes, that too. But why does... Ezra's helmet not have a chin strap? I know, right? <laughs> I brought that up when we were watching the episode. He takes a tumble and there goes the helmet. And I'm like, that's a really good way to die. It's a really yep. terrible helmet. How yeah. did you not lose it during the whole hell jumper bit? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, what? fortunately, fortunately, he lost his helmet in a scenario where he was just suffocating instead of <laughs> suffering blunt trauma to the head and potentially dying. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I, I feel like just the chill way that the whale was like, here's your helmet, dude. You left it on the couch last night. Thought you might want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, because he got the helmet back. That's, that's all I can think of is just the whale is like everyone's really chill friend. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like the whale could have been a little faster on the uptake to get him back to where right. he can breathe. No. Breathing. Yeah, because the whales... Here. Because, okay, so here's, I guess, maybe a good thing about the whales is that they have to breathe this, like extremely toxic explosive gas. It's yeah, it's like petrol gas basically. And then yeah. they hold their breath for forever and go through hyperspace. Well, and then I mean that's you know, whales, yeah. they they breathe the air, they are mammals, and then they go underwater. So was anybody else confused when they went to hyperspace at the end? That no. the whales went to hyperspace? <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that was established well, at the beginning. It, yeah. That they that they cross hyperspace um Shoot, yeah. I lost the word that she used, but they basically wound up. They wound up on the freeway, yeah. Essentially, well, and I mean exactly. And, and well, there's a difference between being a moose that ends up on the freeway and being a moose that can go at freeway speed. 
That you well, yeah. That's true. But that's you true. have to make an effort to wind up on the freeway. Because well, I mean, they basically said, you know, at, at the beginning of the episode, they're like, oh, like the Pergil were the ones who inspired us to go into hyperspace, and that was when Hera had her whole thing about like they're so dumb. Like that. <laughs> I guess that doesn't make sense if you hear like. Hear stories of dragons. Yeah. Like picture, picture like being a little kid and hearing stories of dragons. And even like now, if we were to, were to find out that dragons were real, I mean, that'd be sick. Be but my then, life. like, how heartbreaking would it be if you found out dragons were just like the like scaling, yeah, exactly. Komodo dragon, right, like they like, were just like dumb animals that like hung out in the cliff, scaly like, moose. Yeah, yeah. And that would, like, Actually. wind up on the freeway sometimes and do terrible damage to your car. <laughs> it's like owls. Everyone thinks owls are really wise. Owls are really stupid. Mm. Owls are the <laughs> dumbest. They're so, so cute, They're really though. cute, but they are the dumbest of birds. <laughs> they really super are. Don't ruin are. my owl fantasies. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Owls, it's, it's like when you realize that, you're like, but, 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 but oh, boy, yeah. that explains owl yeah. and Winnie the Pooh, doesn't it? <laughs> no. I also really love whales. Like, I'm oh, going to yeah. be honest with you. I was obsessed with whales as a child. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he appeared. And Free Willy came out at, like, the height of my whale obsession. So I can't summon it, but you can. I watched, I watched this uh, film quite a lot as a child. <laughs> Guys, do yourselves a favor. If you've never seen the uh, music video for uh, the Free Willy uh Song, oh, the theme. You, you are in for a yeah, tree. You just oh need to. Oh my god. It's a, did you put it up? Did you full screen that? Yes. Majestic oh whales. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I need to tear my eyes away from it or I'll just be staring at it for the remainder yeah. of the show. So that's the thing is, you know, like going into this episode and knowing that it was going to be about like humans connecting with nature, I'm. I never quite expected it was going to be as free willy as it was. It was extremely free I, I mean, down to the down to as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like free willy is about an orphan connecting with a whale. Ezra is an orphan connecting with a whale in this episode. They're upset about something. Follow the whales. We can't hurt them. We can't. Seriously. I am the Lorax. I speak for the whales. Yeah. yeah. I will say that when when this episode was going, even if. I was enjoying the ride. I was really afraid that by the end of the episode, it was just going to be this really heavy-handed environmental message about yes, protecting the whales and about not drilling and, for oil. And I'm really glad that it wasn't that. Yeah. It, it, it was just like... It came dangerous. It did come close. close. It came close. But, oh, but in the end, it basically was like, no, nah, you know what, guys? Space whales are pretty cool. We made <laughs> friends with whales. Yeah. Let's follow them for a while. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Hera got over her prejudices. So what's interesting, I, one of the things she I... She probably I, still hates them. Let's be real. Let's be real. You can have uh, a good encounter okay. with a moose and still understand but, uh, that they will murder you. Uh, <laughs> no, but one of the things that I actually really liked about sort of that setup in this episode when we were getting that story from Hera uh, and and Ezra ultimately being like, why don't we try just flying with them instead of trying to resist them, uh, was it was, I like how uh, annoyed Hera gets when she's wrong. Because <laughs> she's not wrong often. Uh, and so like, there was, uh, I think it was Kanan was like, kind of he was giving her he some crap. Like I said, she's like, I heard you the first time. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is like, I really enjoy that their relationship is very much that of like a couple who's been together for a long time <laughs> and you, you know, they love each other, but like, 
it's fun to see them kind of poke at each other. But, yeah, I mean, again, and you've been together for that long. Yeah. Like, you're gonna find ways of, like, annoying each other because it's amusing. Um, I, I will say that it was, for me, what immediately was kind of not off-putting per se, but it seemed out of character at first, was the fact that she was closed-minded about something. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. But, again, given given the name, and just because she is generally a very accepting yes. person, even very accepting, open-minded people can be dead-set stubborn about nope, things. I totally, so I can, again, this was this was a good way to kind yeah, of illustrate that. It was just a little jarring to start off like yeah, that, though. Yeah. Just watching it going, oh. Literally, like, one of the first things we hear when yeah. the episode starts, I was like, where are we? I know, I was going to say, ultimate, ultimately, though, I think it was kind of humanizing. You know what I yeah. mean? Because, like, Hera's such a good character. It... It's kind of nice to see, because because as you say, Megan, it's like even the most unbiased, open-minded, good people can still have very set opinions about things that are potentially kind of unfounded. And that's something that Hera, you know, came to terms with in this episode. And I like that, again, it wasn't really preachy harping on, like, you shouldn't, you know, judge things that you don't know everything about. Like, it just, she just was like, you know what? I was wrong. Let's follow the whales. <laughs> For a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't think it was really good writing. That, that could um, be it, Because it's like, we needed someone to be the person who doesn't like them. Uh, uh, we pick her Maybe you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so I... I I, I, that's what it struck me as, as someone who has done that before in writing yeah. and seen it. <laughs> seen it. I've been before. writing for like a decade and a half. Yeah. I've done some dumb stuff, yeah. you guys. Yeah. But you, as someone who's done it and seen it done, yeah. it, yeah. if that wasn't the intention, it got way too close. Yeah. I, I will say that it felt like that at first, but I'll also say that if you don't, like, if you always make her open-minded about everything, yeah. then she's... I, you run the risk of like creating a character with no flaws Correct. and things Correct. like that. Yeah. You, you don't need to put like female characters up on this pedestal. No, you can just yeah. let them be characters. Let them, yeah. Just let them be people. Exactly. Which you know, the Star Wars does very well. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. I, f- I feel like it. It could be lazy writing. It could be you know adding some flaws to this really great character, just making, just really even strengthening her as a character, and I don't know. Ultimately, it was like, it was a little weird, but it didn't end up bothering me. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other things you guys want to talk about before I shout out to our great new iTunes review? I think we should probably swing into that, because we're getting Let's signed. do it! Alright, so, uh, on iTunes, uh, we got a new review from, uh, Ravenhall, entitled, Fun Stuff Alongside the Show. Five stars. Found after Buzz via the Ruby fandom. (laughs) 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 And have enjoyed listening to fans fangasm to a show that I also enjoy. Still getting caught up, for I only just started watching Rebels a few weeks ago, but glad I can turn around and hear you guys after each episode. Parentheses, now just hoping that they don't go as dark in season three as Ruby did. (laughs) (laughs) This is still a Disney show. Rooster Teeth has no such compunctions. So thank you so much, Ravenhall, for your review. And anybody else that wants to leave us reviews, we really appreciate it. And we will read them out on the show. Do the thing with the stuff. Yes. Uh, Let's do some real quick predictions and then call it a day. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Honestly, I'm predicting two or three more episodes of Fluff and then straight through hell to the end of the season. <laughs> but 
But that's pretty much all I've got because we got the same trailer. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I stand by previous predictions about like terrible stuff is going to happen to Ahsoka. Uh, apparently, uh, I did the Legion of Leia podcast today, and Jenna Bush was saying that uh, some of the episode titles that have been released for upcoming episodes. Indicate some, yeah, uh, it, things indicate some interesting things. Yep, things uh, will occur. Yes, the confrontation I'm waiting for is Zeb and Callus. Like, yeah, that's something that, that like Showdown. in the in the trailer for that they keep repeating mm-hmm. is the thing that sticks out to me. I'm like, that's Agent Callus scrambling while Zeb is standing over him, looking very smug. Ooh, like, let's do is, it. Yeah, uh, and that is uh, be a fun, fun my uh, my chief complaint about this episode: not enough chopper. <laughs> You know what? I hardly remember seeing him. Body yeah, count right. the robot. I know. Body, yeah. Yep. It, yep. Yeah, we'll get no. more. The whales got a bigger body count than him. Seriously. <laughs> You're slacking, Chopper. Get it together. <laughs> we you. had a theory in chat that Chopper will be the one to kill us. <laughs> I just kind of went, oh, no. Okay. I might disagree with that. I still, <laughs> the I still love the theory that uh, Snoke is it's just Chopper. a projection. It's just a projection from Chopper. It's everything he wants to be. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Uh, Katie, where can people find you on the internet if they want to do that kind of thing? You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. You can also find me on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Arrow is on later tonight. The season finale of Ruby is Thursday of next week. And guys, I'm going to be at Gallifrey One in L.A. this weekend. If you are going to be there, come by, say hi, get a ribbon. Megan Salinas. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the movie Chick Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I interviewed this week Robert England, uh, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger uh, for the Popcorn Talk Network. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to go and see me Try not to geek out too hard. Uh, that's up online right now. <laughs> and I am Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife. That is my name. I can be seen on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzzTV.com. I tweet about all of them, so just follow me on Twitter. You know all about it. Uh, also, I was just recently a uh, guest on the Legion of Leia podcast, which should be up tomorrow. I also do occasionally write letter, uh, write uh, articles for them for the uh, lovely editor-in-chief, Jenna Bush, who was the one who was kind enough to have me on their podcast. And if you are in uh, Arizona, specifically in the Phoenix area this weekend, you can find me at Amazing Arizona Comic Con at the Phoenix Convention Center, February 12th, 13th, and 14th. I will be hosting some panels. I will be putting on an incredible fashion show. So come on out if you guys are in Arizona. See me. Say hello. I I love to like interact with people in person. It's really, really cool. Uh, again, thank you all for joining us tonight. To all of you in the live chat and the hashtag, we love you. And those of you who aren't in the hashtag, or the live chat. We love you also for watching and uh, (laughs) be sure to tune in next week, same time, same place for another episode of Star Wars Rebels. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Free Willy! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.